What's going on, Tritnology family, and welcome back to another episode of the Tritnology News Talk. And uh, we got a massive episode for you guys today with a lot of mainstream news to talk about. And also, we're going to be doing a movie review on one of my also anticipated movies of 2023 was The Flash. That's my second most anticipated. I originally had Ant-Man and, and, um, and the Wasp uh, and Quantumanium. But that shit failed me. But so Across the Spider-Verse and The Flash were one of my most anticipated movies of 2023. So, so we're going to be talking about The Flash in our movie reviews for today. So um, so that, let's not waste, started, uh, waste time. Let's get started with our first uh, mainstream news. Is that first off, a huge congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. And the Vegas Golden Knights, as they did defeat our Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers in our respective NBA Finals and uh, Stanley Cup. So, let me just uh, say this. I am proud of not only the, the Heat and the Panthers of, of where they come. First off, uh, with the Heat, they was... The, the low eighth seed, and they defeat the odds at being the top of the East. Um, I was, uh, and I wanted to say this, um, I knew that uh, coming into this, um, even if they do go to the finals, they was, uh, they was not going to beat the uh, the Denver Nuggets because they got a, they got a, a good team over there, and, um, they they swept the Lakers. They beat um, freaking Golden State. They beat all the uh, like the history of our rights itself. But um, let's not worry, man. Like we did our uh, uh, we had a good season, y'all. So I uh, hopefully expect that that we come back strong, and um, in the next season. So 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 yeah. So and um, yeah, the the we still to be proud of what we done. So. At least we uh we made it to the finals, and um, so I'm still proud of what my Heat uh, that has accomplished this year. And same thing goes for the um the Florida Panthers. And uh, even though we still have no Stanley Cup uh, championship under our belt, but um, I'm still proud of of what they did too. But um, our, our Heat and Panthers will 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 be will be back soon. But um, just keep y'all head up, guys, and um. Let's see we, 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 what adjustments that, that we can make into the next season. But um, that keep your heads up, y'all. But um, other than that, a huge congratulations to the, to the Denver uh, to the Denver Nuggets. They are finally out of the loop of finally finish, uh, uh, winning their first championship. So they got one championship under their belt. And same thing goes for the um, to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, becoming the fastest uh, team. That started at least like five years or so. I forgot. Uh, well, when did they start their franchise? But um, I know they say they're they're their fastest team, uh, in, in franchise history to, to to um to win the championship. So a huge congratulations to the to those both teams. MCU's Namor, or I like to say, Namor, the actor, is accused of sexual assaults. Oh man, another judge, Jonathan Major situation. 
Here's a report from LA Times says, in a series of tweets, the saxophonist and activist uh, called the Marvel actor a sexual predator while accusing him of sexually assaulting her. The Times had reached out to Reyes in case of the, 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 she's a musical musician, which is named Maria Elisa Reyes. They reached out to her for more details on the allegations. Representatives from uh, Tedra Harris, sorry if I pronounce his name, the um the the the, the Black Panther, what kind of uh, AKA now more his name, but um representatives from the actor and Disney wish to distribute uh distribute Black Panther Wakanda Forever did not respond last Sunday to the Times request for comment. So I say this before and I say it again. Innocent until proven guilty. Now have this man actually if he really is a sexual predator and he allegedly a sexual assaulter, they put him in jail and fire him. But if he didn't do anything and that this girl is lying, let him go. So we need to see the real truth here. I'm not for for guys uh, sexually abusing with women. I don't like that. But I don't like where people lying either. So we need to hear some troops. This is the same situation with the with the John the Major situation. So we need to see the truth here. But like I said, if this man really did assault her, and if he if he is a actually a really and if he is a uh, is a sexual predator put him in jail and fire him we can find a new um namor i know it's going to be hard but but we'll see moving on netflix's controversial password cracking down is a huge success so let's see what variety has to say on may 23rd netflix began notifying u.s customers that users on their account who live outside of their households would need to be added as an actual member or get their own subscriptions. Since then, Netflix has had the four single largest days of the U.S. Uh, users signing up since January 19th when Asia first began the tracking the, the, the metric, sorry if I pronounced uh, some words here, but um, based on the most current after data available, Netflix average daily signups reached through 73,000 from May 25th to, to, to the 28th, a 102 increase from the prior 60-day average that was more than the spice in subscription signups at the recording during the inaugural U.S. COVID-19 lockdowns in March and April of 2020. So, yep, they doing some cracky down, man. So, make sure you, uh, you, you, you protect your account. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Gladiator 2 
said accidents hospitalized six crew members. So this is what Variety is saying. While filming a play stunt sequence while on set of Gladiator sequel, an accident occurred during which several crew members experienced a non-life-threatening injuries. A spokesman, a spokesman for Paramount Pictures, the studio behind the film, said in a statement, The safety and full medical service teams on site were able to act quickly so that those who are impacted immediately receive necessary care. They are all in stable condition and continue to receive treatment. So that's good news there. So you always got to have um, a nearby hospital on site and you always got to have first aid and all that stuff uh, nearby as well. So that's just, so just in case anything happens to a crew or a cast member. So that way they always be prepared and that's always good. And that's what we need to do in the indie film as well. So you we always got to be prepared. But um, continue on with the story. A total of six people received treatment, four of whom remain in the hospital. All of impacting crew members were treated by burn injuries. According to individuals with knowledge of the production, two other crew, crew members were treated locally, then discharged. The accident occurs towards the end of the shooting day. No cast members were harmed. Okay, so yeah, that was good there. Uh, at least no, no cast members. Uh, but but that was just in case um, if anything happens. But um, at least uh, everyone's uh, it's okay at the matter. So um, I hope that everyone else uh, um are good uh, and released from the hospital. Okay, so um, so like I said, injuries can happen. So you just you just gotta be prepared. For, for for anything so at least they're, they're, they're okay so uh, hopefully they'll be in um in good condition moving on golden globes sold a hfpa shutdown hmm let's see what deadline has to say dick club productions and elridge said monday morning that they will have acquire all of the golden globes assets rights and properties from the Hollywood Forging Press Association, turning the Hollywood Award Show into a commercial empire. As a result, HLPA and its membership, who has handed out the awards, will shudder. With proceeds of the transaction and existing resources of the HMPMF, the new owners will launch the Golden Globe Foundation that which carry on the FPA's entertainment relating general giving. Hmm. Let's see if this uh, news is going to affect uh, uh, anything that has to do with the Golden Globes. Moving on. Sony sends fit audio Spider-Verse copies to the theaters. Hmm. I didn't recognize there was some audio problems. Maybe this probably happened at other theaters uh, or like uh, uh, other states, but um Let's read, let's, read, let's read this report. After fans report that sound missing issues in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Sony Pictures has sent an updated version of the film to movie theaters. The complaint were mainly targeted at low audience levels during the introduction scene in the animated Spider sequel, which centered on a Haley Stanford Spider-Woman character, Gwen Stacy. Okay, so... At least they noticed the part. Um, I don't know 
what what kind of format it happens. So at least the um the uh, the studio heard the heard the complaint, so they can kind of re- re- fix the issues, which is a good thing. So um so that way the um the audience can have a better experience watching the movie. So that was a good thing. So we got our first. A couple of movies have been shift and delayed news. We'll get into more in a second. So let's start with the ad, the ad, the Avatar franchise. So Avatar three has been delayed a year. Is anyone uh, surprised at that? So everybody say, "Oh, Avatar three is going to release next year," but I don't believe that. But here are the new dates for Avatar three, four, and five. So. Avatar 3 was intended to open next year, uh, December, but it is now going to be released on the December 19th, 2025. Then Avatar 4 will be released on December 21st, 2029, and then Avatar 5 on December 19th, 2031. So... That's going to be very interesting for with these new ship dates. But those were the only movies that got new ship dates. And we'll get to uh, more in a second. But um, uh, moving on to our next set of news. Ezra Miller made his first comment at the Flash premieres taking no questions. So here's a report coming from Variety. Says Miller made a big show of acknowledgement. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, Warner Brothers Film Group head Michael DeLucas, and Pan Abadie and DC Studios stewards James Gunn and P.S. Afron for young, for, for your grace and the discouragement and care in the context of my life and in bringing this moment into fruition. So we all got all our opinions on Ezra Miller with all the stuffy, all the crazy stuff he did, but we do cannot the fact that um, he does know how to uh, make a uh, pull out a great character uh, in the Flash, and we'll talk more about the Flash when we do our movie review. But um, yeah, I uh, we've been talking about this uh, for, for for a while now, like how Ezra Miller is gonna uh, is gonna add or or, or go, uh, if he's gonna take questions. When they do the red carpet or the premiere and all that other stuff, so it's, it sounds like they, they they figured that stuff out well, well what they wanted to do. So that was good. Continue on with the movie shift shift dates news. So Deadpool three is going to be releasing even sooner than you expect. So it was intended to be released on November eighth of twenty twenty four. Now. It got moved up, moving on up to the spring, or should I say, in the in the movie world case, beginning of the summer of next year. So it's now going to be released on May third, twenty twenty four. So that is definitely some good news there. All right, all right, all right. Moving on. Daredevil production shut down again. Well, this is not no good news here, but um, let's read what Deadline has to say. Filming on DC Plus Daredevil Born Again has been shut down 
of uh, again sources tell deadline the new season of marvel series was supposed to shoot at a new york home base of silver cup east which has been man picking location for striking uh, wga members man if you in a certain area where where the riot strike happening you ain't gonna get things done i'm sorry and I'm going to say this, I might have said it before, but I'm going to say it now. Please, pay your writers. That's all I'm going to say. Just pay your writers so we can get this, this thing over with. But uh, continue on with the, um, the, with the story. Production on the revival was supposed, was previously shut down by Sunrise picking outside of the Silver Cup East on May 8th, where members of the team, team lister local 817 and IATASE locals 829 and 52 refused to cross the line. It was then suspended for the rest of the week. Man, this is crazy. Like, and when in this series was to come out 2024? Man, I won't be surprised if we hear uh, a new shift date on that one. And speaking of shift dates, continue on with our, our uh, with our movie re re release shift dates. Disney's Live Action Moana remake will now be released on June 27, 2025. So, we already said that um that the original actress that voiced Moana will not be playing uh, Moana, but she is going to be uh, be wearing the producer hat along with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is going to be reprising his role as Maui, so that's gonna be very interesting. Um, who cast uh, who they cast for uh, uh, to play as Moana, and then um, the new Alien movie. What it, uh, this was intended to, to go to streaming, but now it will get a theatrical release, and now it will be released on August sixteenth, twenty twenty four. So they ain't gonna go the route that they did with Prey. The which was a predator movie, so they're not gonna go that route. They're gonna go with a theatrical route. So that's gonna be very interesting. And then we got uh, Captain America: Brave New World will now be released on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. So that's gonna be after um at Dead Deadpool three. Then the Thunderbolts. Has been delayed to December twentieth, twenty twenty four. So right around, close around Christmas time. So we're, at least we're getting um, three MCU movies: um, Deadpool three, uh, Captain America now, and Thunderbolts. So at least we're getting three uh, the next year for twenty twenty four. Blade has been delayed to February fourteenth, twenty twenty five. So on Valentine's Day. So. That's going to be very interesting. The Fantastic Four has been delayed to May 2nd, 2025. So, Fantastic Four will be kicking off the 2025 summer season there. So, but we're still waiting on who are they going to cast in the Fantastic Four team. So, we're still waiting on that. Avengers, the Kane Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars has now been delayed to May 26th and May 27th. So, 
The Kane Dynasty will be released on May 26th, and Seeker Wars will be released on May 27th. So, that, that, that's coming out in the Marvel news, and then I think we have one more. Oh, yeah, so that's all the Marvel stuff. So, as far as Star Wars, we're getting three new movies. So, they just got their release date. One is going to be released on May 2022, uh, uh, 2026. And then the second one is going to be released on December 18th, 2026. So, we're getting two Star Wars movies on the, on that same year. And then the third one is going to be released on December 17th, 2027. So, and uh, and then one of those movies is supposed to be um, uh, focused on Ray. I don't know what the other two is going to be. Um, so, it's going to be a very interesting uh, what they're going to do there. And um, I think that's all the 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 new movie ship uh, dates. All I have, I, I probably have more, but we'll we'll see how it goes as we continue on with the mainstream news. The live-action Bambi has been announced with Oscar-winning uh, filmmaker. So, let's read what Deadline has to say. After winning Best Adapted Screenplay in the Oscars for Women Talking, Sarah Paulin is on the most epic undertaking of her film career thus far. As Deadline understands that the filmmaker is in talks to have held a live-action take on Bambi and was in a ver uh, early development. Wow, man! I guess we, I told y'all that Disney's gonna remake everything. But yeah, like I said before, when it comes to these uh, Disney uh, live action remakes, it's either gonna be a hit or a miss. But I think the question is, will Bambi gonna be re released in theaters, or is this gonna be straight to uh, to Disney Plus? That's the real question there, and. Uh, if this thing is going to be good or not. But um, all I got to say is. When they show that scene. Where Bambi's mom get killed. Oh my god. You better get your, uh, your, get your tissues ready. I don't think nobody's ready for that. If you think the, the animated version was crazy. Oh my god. Live action is going to be worse. Moving on. Blue Beetle has been officially announced as the first character of the new DCU. So, um, so James Gunn said, I mean, the first DCU character for sure is Blue Beetle, but the first full DCU movie is Superman in Superman Legacy. Gunn said on the Michael Rosen Rosenbaum uh, podcast, that was Lisa uh, uh, last Tuesday. So, the Blue Beetle is actually a can. Um, this Blue Beetle was originally was supposed to be a DC EU uh, movie. So, I think this is supposed to be. A, I think they they're gonna do the canon route where uh, Blue Beetle is now gonna be a, a part of the the DCU timeline uh, now. But with everything uh, has changed um, in the Flash, so. So, D, uh, so Blue Beetle will be part of the DCU, but um, the Superman Legacy will be the first official uh, DCU movie. So, 
uh, we should uh, expect to see Blue Beetle um, more in the DCU. So, but I still can't wait for to see Blue Beetle because your boy was there and worked on it. Moving on, Zazie B, who who played at Domino in Deadpool two, uh, is officially not in Deadpool three. What? Let's read. Let's read this support. During the red carpet premiere of Steven Zasbro's upcoming Matt series Full Circle at the Trimapa Film Festival, Beast was asked if the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike was affecting Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' ability to improv on the set of the new film. Well, actually, I'm not in Deadpool 3, so I don't know what they are doing about uh, improving it. I'm assuming they probably take a pause. I am excited to watch it, she told uh, Decisor. So, man, they might pull a swerve and tell her she might she might be in it out of that. I don't know, but I know Deadpool three will mostly it's mostly focused on on the team up with Deadpool and Wolverine. So, I don't know. They might pull a swerve. She might be telling us that, she, uh, that uh, even if she's saying she's not in it, but she might be in it, maybe in a cameo or something. I don't know. But but that's crazy. Moving on. Peacemaker 2 is officially happening at the Superman Legacy. So, re let's read this report. Speaking on the Inside of You podcast, James Gunn shared a little on how Peacemaker will fit into already incredibly busy DCU schedule. That includes five films, five shows of his own. He said, Peacemaker is coming back right after I do Superman. That is the next thing. Gunn said plainly, I'm going straight into Peacemaker at, uh, from Superman. So after he's finishing doing uh, the so Superman Legacy, then he will uh, um, he will focus on, on, on Peacemaker because he is directing... Uh, Superman Legacy. So right after he's done directing that, then he's probably going to direct direct a couple scene, a couple episodes of Peacemaker. Um, I know he's going to be producing the rest of the um, the DCU uh, movie and shows, but we don't know if he's going to be directing the uh, the rest of them. So was that the wait and see um, when uh, Peacemaker is going to going to be happening? Well. They say it is happy. I meant to say when they go, they're gonna, they're gonna start shooting. That's what I meant to say. But um, moving on, we got a couple of early re re reaction, early reactions for Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny after they did their world premiere. So let's read this first report. This is coming from Joey Perry, and he says Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny was one hell of a oh one hell of a ride. Wild and adventurous, it was an absolute blast. So we got our first positive reaction here. Let's read our next one. This one's coming from Jeff at Eastwing, and he says, Indiana Jones is firmly in the middle of the Jones pack for me. It's on target with its coarse themes, but lacks surprise and magic of, the, uh, of Indiana Jones at its best. There are key. There are some key elements 
that fundamentally did not work in terms of plot logic. Still fun to see Ford punch some Nazis again. So this one's kind of a positive mixed reviews here. So at least he um went with his uh, his credit route here. So going to the next one says coming from Courtney Howard says Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny stinks. Follow a Marvel-ish pattern of chasing the McGuffin's pieces that forms a powerful doohickey down. In between, layers of the poor caliber development and no thrills of expression until it was way too late. Poor pacing makes it a bore. So we got our first negative here. And um, continue on. This one coming from Lee Travis saying, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is a solid entry into the franchise. Do not let the inaugural festivals reviews scare you away from the, from this film. Too much de-aging use, less is more, and the runtime needs to be trimmed. But overall, very much a joy. So we got another a positive but mixed review here. So that that's a good thing here. And um, uh, moving on, this one coming from si Simon Trevor, and he says. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is underwhelming. It lacks the magic, energy, and excitement from previous entries, especially the first three films, and largely feels somewhat persuasion. Its journey rather than an adventure and the third act reveal is sadly done. Meh. So, this one definitely is a mix to a negative review there. And then our last one we got here says... Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is beautifully shot, posturing adventures like Raiders with a uh, with the heart, humor, and challenge of belief of the Last Crusade, a fitting entry and ending to a franchise. Fans of indie will enjoy the ride. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. This baby moves. So we got another positive here. So um, so Indiana Jones has been getting uh a lot of positives and mixed reviews here so that's why i kind of uh expect to, to expect to see so um i can't wait to see see this movie come out on june 30th so and i'll definitely take a look at myself because i'm definitely going to be doing my review on that too as well moving on the flash opening weekend box office projections does not look good hmm let's see what deadline has to say Despite a very good response out of the CinemaCon and DC co-boss James Gunn exclaiming that this pick is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, along with reports on how the movie is ready to reset the DC, the, DC, the, DC, the DC-verse, The Flash has been sitting around $70 million through $75 million on tracking for quite some time right now. Well, we just gotta wait and see how they do um, not only on open night but also on the during the weekend. But we'll see how about how they do. Moving on. Ant Man three documentary goes missing 
Altimus, the Jonathan Major situation. So, let's read our report here. Disney confirmed in May that Marvel Studios uh, Assemble, the making of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, was set to debut on Disney Plus on Wednesday, June 14, 2023. Yet, the behind-the-scenes special did not appear on Disney Plus as expected today. Indicating a delay in this release. As of now, a new release date has not yet has not been announced. So I know that they're not gonna announce this thing until the whole Jonathan Major situation has been has been finished. So that's my initial thought. I, I can't tell you well uh, much more about that. Moving on. The Flash Director is, uh, has been officially announced as the new uh, the director as the director for Batman the the Brave and the Bold. So it's official, y'all. Andy Machete is going to the Batcave ahead of the release of his uh, superhero movie, The Flash. Machete has decided to keep his feet uh, firmly in the land of DC. Machete finally uh, has finalized a, a deal to direct *The Brave and the Bold*, a feature project that will introduce a new big screen version of Batman, one that will fit into the span universe being developed by DC Studios head James Gunn and Peter Safran. So, uh, and we're also going to see the Damon Wayne version of Robin. So, this is going to be the first. Batman and Robert on screen since the <laughs> I'm sorry y'all the 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 Batman and Robert <laughs> I'm sorry y'all I, I, I nearly choked out every time we say that cause I know we we're not supposed to say that, but I had to give you some 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 history facts there. I'm sorry, sorry if I, uh, if I get choked up uh, on that, but I just got to give you a history fact uh, there. But um, even though we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to be talking about. Bleh, but I hope that they they do uh um uh the justice right. With uh, Batman and Batman and Robin on screen together. Moving on, Barbie is said to be Oppenheimer in the opening weekend. Says projections. Hmm. So they're betting on Barbie is gonna be uh, Oppenheimer during the uh, the head to head competition on July twenty first. Hmm. But uh. Let's hear what Hollywood Point has to say now. At time, most analysts did not give the content between the contest between the two films much thought considering that a Barbie movie has outlets in development for years before moving from Sony to Warner Brothers. But in most months, the film has turned into a social media phenomenon Primary tracking indicates that Barbie will win the July 21st and 23rd weekend ahead of Oppenheimer, according to sources with assets varying in the polls of service. So, 
Let me break this down for you guys. <coughs> so, the week before, when Barbie and Aubrey Hyber come out, you got Mission Impossible, Day of Wrecking Part 1. So, Barbie and Oberheimer is basically going to uh, fight to see if they're going to um, knock out Mission Impossible out of the, uh, the number one box office spot. And if they do that, then the competition is really going to start to see who's going to take that number one spot and who's going to take number two. But in all reality, someone's got to be in the third spot. That's all I'm saying. So, even though we're looking at as a one-on-one -on -one here, it's basically a triple threat match. As I'm looking at this thing right now. But, um, we'll see, y'all. We will definitely see. Continue on with the news. For Oppenheimer, a rated R three-hour drama that is targeting adults, having less than to prove far more important than its opening weekend halt. Yet, there is no delays. There is no denying that the filmmakers care deeply about a film's theatrical performance and top the charts in its first weekend. Nolan came in number two before in 2014's uh, Interstellar behind Disney's Big Hero 6 on its way to 701.7 million globally. So, Barbie is more the, um, for the, for, is more, is mostly for, for, for the fans, and Oppenheimer is more, is mostly for, for the filmmakers. So, I kind of understand though where they're going from there. But, um, Matt Damon said before, uh, you guys can see both in one weekend. So, that shows like a, a, a true um, spokesman there. So, and I ain't even done a poll there. Like, what would you guys rather see for it? Y'all want to see Barbie first? Or y'all want to see Oppenheimer first? Or y'all want to do um, a double header? So, that's up to y'all. So, but like I said, we'll just have to wait and see um, no, what's going to happen. But uh, moving on, Legend of Zelda movie and uh, Illumination implies they are not involved. Hmm, that's what this report has to say. I don't know where that came from, um, the uh, Illumination producer says about the uh, Legend of Zelda report. I mean, I can't understand how people will be submerged of all sorts of things, but obviously we had a great experience working together. My relationship with Nintendo now includes being on their board of directors. So I understand how people can submerge these things. But in terms of Pacifics, that is just something I have been hearing a lot of reports. That is just about what's next between Nintendo and Illumination. So, uh, I don't know. Now that I'm reading this report, so... If the Illumination is not going to do it, who's going to be the um the studio behind it? Is it going to be DreamWorks? 
I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. And that last report, uh, and I knew I still had one more um, movie of a ship release days. I knew I had one more. So, two new Sony and Marvel projects release day has been announced as well. So, Sony just had reversed their uh, their dates for the upcoming Sony Marvel movies. The first one is for November 8th, 2024 and June 27th, 2025. Both have access to uh, IMAX screens. So let's, uh, so, so let's speculate these days. One of them could be Venom 3 and the other one could be uh, Sp Spider-Man uh, um, uh, 4. So I'm guessing Venom, Venom 3 is going to be released in 2024 and Spider-Man 4 is going to be released in 2025 because we are already getting um, Beyond the Spider-Verse in 2024. So it makes no sense to um, to do both at the same time, especially with it was still with the writer strike is still going on. So yeah, so that, that that that's my predictions there. But um, continue on with the story. Currently, there is nothing against a Sony Marvel movie on November eighth on the November eighth date. Universal had, had an untitled event film on November first, and Warner Brothers had an untitled Temple on November fifteenth with a with Paramount's Gladiator two on November twenty second. But um. Sony said they will be going head to head with an untitled Blumhouse movie that is uh, that is also going to be released on the same date as the new uh, live action take on Moana. So that's going to be very interesting there. But um, but that's all the mainstream news I have for you guys today. So uh, let's get into the big thing that we have on tap, and that's our movie review on. The Flash. So, as you guys already know, this movie has been on development hell, but we finally got it. So, of course, this was directed by Andy Buscetti, and of course, we see Andrew Miller playing as The Flash. So, we get, we saw the return of Michael Keaton playing as Batman, and then we got Sasha Gale as, um, as Supergirl. So, in the movie, Barry traveled back in time to prevent his mother's death, which also brings unintentional consequences. Man, where do I start? So, to me, this is DC's version of No Way Home and across the spider-verse if you look at the certain scenes even when you watch the movie you'll you'll see what I'm um, what I'm talking about but um man other than that the 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 plot was uh the plot was good the accuracy was good I love the uh the funny and humors uh, um and I think um Ezra Miller and Michael Kinney had the the best they had the best performance here, and um, I like the concept um, 
that this being the multiverse that they originally was going to name this movie uh, Flashpoint. So <coughs> they still kept the, uh, the 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 multiverse route. So um, uh, yeah, I uh, the only thing I had one problem with this movie was with some of the scenes, some of the some of the CGI scenes, and some of the uh, well some of the visual effects was good. And then some of them felt like very cartoonish-ish. Like you could, you know, like you could tell, like which scenes are shot in green screen and stuff like that. And um, of course, we see two variants of Barry. So you got the the original Barry, and then you got the other time, uh, the alter, the alternate universe of Barry. So this other um, very very Barry, like. That dude was so annoying at times. I'm sorry. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, um, I wish they had, um, for, for Supergirl, I wish they had more backstory on her. That's my, uh, that's my other issue there. I wish we had more backstory on Supergirl. But, um, but other than that, she was really good in this movie. And um, when I look at um, this Supergirl compared to the the, C, the CW slash Arrowverse version of Supergirl, this one was kind of more serious than the uh, the CW version of Supergirl. If, like, if you watch the movie and see, like, what happened to her... Compared to what happened to the uh, the other Supergirl, so you get what I'm uh, what I'm talking about, and um, and to see Michael Keaton back as Batman again, like everyone was clapping when he said the words, "Yeah, I'm Batman." Everyone was clapping their butts off, like it's like. And he, yeah, uh, even when he, when he looked like old man Bruce, he still could kick butt, man. Like, oh my god, like, like. But even though this was a, uh, still a, uh, this was not only a, a, a goodbye to Ben Affleck's Batman, but it, but but also this was also a set off for Michael Keaton's Batman as well. So, yeah. Like I said before, the tide is changing. So we are get uh, like like I said, the Flash is gonna wipe out the DC extended universe and go and move on to the new DC, which is the DCU. So there's a lot of things that might confuse you. There's a lot of things that might like go like what. And you have to like, and after you come out of the movie, you're going to be watching the YouTube videos that kind of like explain what happened, like how did this going to uh, affect the universe, like all that stuff. That's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. Because, um, man, I have a lot of questions and answers myself after I watch this movie. But let me just say this. When the early reviewers got to watch this film, 
They were saying it's the best uh, DC film since Dark Knight. Let me tell you something. That is absolute bull. Okay. Nothing. And I mean nothing will ever top the Dark Knight. Because look at the two directors. From Christopher, Christopher Nolan and to Eddie, uh, Andy Machete. Just study those directors. And you'll see what I'm talking about. But other than that, this was still a great, funny, fun DC film to watch. And this is definitely one of DC extended users that the DCU's best <coughs> films today. Because on the top tier list, I have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the first. The first Shazam, um, Zack Snyder's version of the of the Justice League, and um, and James Gunn's uh, the Suicide Squad that I put as the and uh, also and Man of Steel. Those are the ones I put as the best top tier DC extended universe movies. So um, yeah, but um. It's not it's not it's not great as the Dark Knight, but it was still a great DC movie uh, to, to watch, uh, you know, over and over. Uh, so yeah, I give this movie eight out of ten, three point five. I give it a B plus grade. That's what I'm giving this movie. So, so yeah, definitely a fun movie to, to, to watch. But um, and like I said, this is the end of an era for the DC EU, and moving on to the DCU. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. And uh, let me know in the comments below what are your thoughts and opinion. And don't forget to uh, watch. If you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, <coughs> and hit the notification bell when new episodes are uploaded. And of course, if you're listening to me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast streaming platform, don't forget to follow me there as well. But um, other than that, this is Trico, and I'm signing off, y'all. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Peace.